0: and welcome to the Sustainable Socials Podcast. I'm A.K. Mulford. And I'm Anne Kapp. We're here to help you grow your
1: online community, develop holistic strategies for your brand, avoid social media burnout, and simply have more fun. Join us each week for a deep dive discussion into the
0: world of social media and marketing mindset as a whole. If you want even more social media and marketing support, join our community at patreon.com slash sustainable socials. Hello!
1: Hi, how are you doing this
0: week? I'm good. It's been a busy week. I've got like a million different projects and different phases going on right now, so my brain's all over the place.
1: (laughs) It's a fun place to be though when you're like at things that are staggered,
0: so it's like you can kind of like dip into Editing one, finishing touches on one, different ones going off to different people for edits, and Yeah. Yeah yeah something you know
1: so yeah okay, I'm great. in the same place as you're saying I'm like yes 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 all of those things like same thing like <laughs> writing one all the things editing one getting one ready to like go out soon and putting an outline together for another
0: and yeah it's like Do you ever have your deadlines all kind of align <laughs> <laughs> 20, last year.
1: <laughs> Like last year that was last year like this year I don't think they will but I'm not don't hold me to that because what I've found is where I can put things on a calendar I need to actually really look at like how to juggle them so they work <laughs> like like space it out correctly so I'm like yeah yeah I got it on the calendar I've got all 10 things to do that day it's cool it's cool
0: <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of today's topic we're talking about mm. mental health yeah, okay. we are stressed out and all over the place. Yes. <laughs> but we're talking about mental health as it pertains to social media. We should say also, uh, no new patrons this week. Um, and yeah, and thank you everyone who's on our Patreon. We love working yeah. with you. Thank you. Um, but yes, this is you know one of the reasons we started Sustainable Socials and why we now call it Sustainable Socials is yeah. because of this whole topic of mental health in social media. Yeah, and it's such it's such a big topic. I mean, you hear since
1: about 2018, I can remember, like people started talking about, you know, what social media was doing because I think that was about the time that folks started feeling um more anxiety, more depression they, they started to kind of equate it to social media and probably Twitter in particular. I feel Mm -hmm. like I hear a lot about Twitter because it is, it's a dumpster fire.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As well as Facebook. I mean, at the time back then.
1: Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. And 2018 was just like a a horrible year of all kinds of politics. You had people that were coming in and out, like, and people it's just it was an angry spot for a while, but it's, now just wrapped up into this whole other machine, um, mm-hmm. where it's got a lot of positive benefits, but the negative ones, the negative ones are pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the right tools, maybe the right
0: support, the right people around you, you don't have the right thought process with it. And to be aware of like the mechanisms at play, right? Because I feel like when I grew up there were conversations that I'd have with my parents about marketing about like, you see what they're saying here. They're trying to sell you this thing. You know, they're trying to sell you that thing like this commercial on TV of two people running in slow motion and being happy and all of these things is selling you a credit card, you know, <laughs> like, yes. like, and so they made you aware of like these tips and, and tricks and things that they, they use to try and get you in, in marketing. But I feel like the conversation now that we need to be having with our kids is how social media is used to try and get you hooked on it and make you feel a certain way. Like the way things are curated to show to people, it's not necessarily um, intentionally skewing towards negative things. It's skewing towards things that keep people on platform the longest, right? Because the longer you're using that platform, the more advertising they can have sold against that time right so the the whole point is to show you things that will be the most addicting the most um enjoyable to watch which actually they found uh interestingly the most enjoyable content for people to watch that lights up the kind of like biggest pleasure center in their brain is not you like the spicy content or funny content that you would think it's the part of your brain that stimulates mild outrage. Oh, I'm over here going cat videos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually the opposite. You know
0: there's, there's some fascinating books on it that we can link in the show notes. Um, but once you're aware of that, once you're aware of the fact that that is the thing that keeps people the most hooked on social media, yeah. you start spotting it. You start, yes. start spotting the content and you start spotting the content creators who start creating more and more of that content because it gets people more and more invested in what they're making. Yes. Um, and so it's just, it's one of those things to like, that I'm definitely going to be talking a lot with my kids about is to be looking out for what kind of content is being showed to you and why, and basically um, the mechanisms behind it. There's... um you have some like research on the like mental health side of things, but yeah. one of the things in the design of social media that I think leads really well into this, actually back in the day, there were a lot more like um, open about what they were trying to do with social media before they realized how, how negative it looked. Um, but you can find like videos and things of like the early days of Facebook and how they were designing people and how they want them to feel in these kind of um, engagement workshops that all of these tech bros that ended up creating a lot of these social platforms did. And one of the things they would say is like, okay, we have this this person, this person we want to get on Facebook, to use it um, as a place to connect with people, right? And find friends. And so then we're going to satisfy that need a little bit, but we always want her to feel a little bit lacking. Like it doesn't, it's not quite doing what She wants it to do so. She reaches for Facebook more often in the hopes that she will get more of it until it becomes the place that she goes to first before picking up her phone and calling a friend or like going out to a movie with a friend. She goes on Facebook first to meet that need, Um, and we never completely give it to her so that she'll keep coming back. And if you sit with that for a minute and think about how that's how most social media is designed is to make you always feel like a little bit lacking yes um, once you realize that it's a lot less powerful on yes. you once yeah. you once you know that's what's happening um you're less kind of like controlled by that that pressure yeah but yeah it is it's a switch you have to flip and know that going in to
1: your social media app that you were choosing at the time um because just When we decided we were going to talk about this on the show, I did. I got online and started trying to dig up. So I was like, there's got to be something long-term we can look at for how, you know, research since 2004-ish, whenever mm-hmm. Facebook began back in the day. Um, but with it being such new technology, what I found through helpguide.org, was that there aren't any there isn't any research yet for the long-term consequences but that tells me it's coming because i'm finding tons of studies online um you know like the one from the national institute of health in the united states that i'm actually in the middle of reading right now which has a lot of you know you get gets down to the nitty gritty of what it it does as far as the studies around A link from heavy social media use to that increased risk of depression, anxiety, loneliness, self-harm, and even suicidal thoughts. Mm -hmm. So it's like they're... It's all within this algorithm, the way people they're they're setting things up, you know. And then we as humans, I mean, just our little psyches, we're just bending under the pressure of taking on. And I feel for anybody out there that, you know, relates as an empath and is super sensitive in this world. I've got mm-hmm. a couple of those friends that they cannot even dip near. They refuse social media. They go into Instagram or Pinterest, and they're very mm-hmm. careful. It is only pretty content because. They literally can't take it.
0: It kills yep. their soul, and where they oh, yeah. are. Well, with TikTok, like I'm very conscious to not watch anything on my for you page that's like, um particularly like anything super upsetting with like you know children or animals or you know like like every once in a while you'll have like more newsish items and things. And it's like that sort of stuff I want to read. I don't want to like watch in TikTok. Like that's not the place where I would rather like read it on a new site than uh, have it in my for you page. And so I'm very, very conscious of like saying not interested on those videos and not watching those videos and keeping my feed very curated to book talk and to like funny videos and joyful things because that like how quickly you can just have your mental health sucked up in that negativity. And the more you watch and engage, even in a horrified way with that mm-hmm. content, the more of it is going to be shown to you until you feel like everything is awful all the time. And it's because you've engaged with the content to the point that keep showing it to you, you know?
1: Yeah, it's like the app knows they're seeing what the watch time which you're showing them with watch time, you serve that up to them. So, you're going, wow, this person opens up and they want to see these horrible things pop up all the time. So, we'll just keep giving it to them. Yeah. And no, like if it's horrible, like that's that not interested, being able to hold your finger on the screen of your phone and click not interested when something comes up. Because mm-hmm. every now and then it will happen. You'll have your feed where you're happy, but guaranteed you'll be trucking along fabulously for six to eight weeks. There'll be a change in the back end of whatever mm-hmm. app it is and something like TikTok, you're going to suddenly get served other things that they'll think you, you know, based on something you've done, well, maybe you want to
0: look at this now. Just not interested, click off of it and keep it so you are in your head Keep nudging you towards it because that's the content that normally gets the most views and the most engagement. So it's going to keep trying to feed it to you. And you have to, yeah, you have to be very self-conscious of like, um oh this is what they're trying to do. You know, like you have to be aware of what is happening and go, nope, not today, nope. <laughs> not happening. This is not <laughs> this is my happy place. I'm going to continue to make it that way. Like I will get my information from other sources about these things. I would yeah. rather go to like the actual like activists or sites or different places to like news articles to get this stuff. I'm keeping this place for these things. This is the content I enjoy making. It's the content I enjoy watching and having that, you know, what is and isn't okay for you specifically and your boundaries for your mental health. And that will be different for different people. But having that in your mind is really important when you st- that content starts popping up as going like, is this, is this like helping or hindering my mental health? <laughs> you know, because sometimes you probably see content that makes you feel amazing, you know, and is actually like buoying you. Yeah. So it's important to be thinking about that just as you see content being fed to you, what is it doing to your mental health, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, because that's all of those things that I was talking about from the, from the different things that I've researched, I was looking up, you know, it comes down to where it makes people feel inadequate. There's the FOMO and there's the isolation. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we can see where it makes people feel inadequate all the time. I, I've been there. I think you've been there. We have friends that have been there mm-hmm. and then but you have to tell yourself when you see that, like something that comes up that makes you feel inadequate. This is what it's trained to do It's to show yeah. you these things that you feel like you might be, you know, going into that fear of missing out that you might be missing out mm-hmm. on, but that's
0: I that think as authors, theory. we get that all the time, don't we? We see we someone don't. like I'll see people who write in completely different genres than me, and I'm like, ooh, they're doing that thing, like, yeah. or they're doing a Kickstarter. I need to do a Kickstarter. I know, <laughs> yeah. She's <laughs> like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. They're doing Got it a like a oh like, ooh, cool! Look, they did this like special little print edition. I need to do a special print yes! edition. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> I like, the, oh my god! And like the you
1: know, rabbit hole you fall into. Like, I actually mm-hmm. observe myself right now when I go into say Facebook because it always starts out. I'm gonna go into Facebook for a thing. For this one Mm -hmm. thing. And Mm -hmm. the next thing I know, I will have closed Facebook. I've closed the app or my computer. I've gotten up. I've walked away. And I never even looked for the thing I sat down to do. Because I got into Facebook and... Couple of friends' post will come up, and maybe I'm like, oh yay! Maybe I'm like, oh, I actually snoozed you. I don't want to see you anymore. <laughs> or then, like, something comes up, like an author thing that I'm like, oh, well, now I need to deep dive because this person's talking about this book bundle. Who else is doing a book bundle? And The next thing I know, Nosy Rosie here is like trying to figure out, like, maybe I should be doing. Like, it, it is like a <laughs> FOMO <laughs> until I talk myself down. And I'm like, okay, wait, now. You just walk away, like stick to your lane, Anne. just stick to your lane.
0: <laughs> Maybe I should recover my books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should, should I do? I keywords? know. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a problem. And it's like, and also when you're seeing a feed of people, like you might be seeing their that one big thing they're doing that year. Yeah. But when you're friends with thousands and thousands of people, there's going to be multiple people doing one big, that one big thing yeah. every day. Yeah, And so- it feels like everybody is just like constantly yeah like all the finding cool things but actually it's just you know like people share that stuff you know um but yeah being I, I think that's something that all authors struggle with is the kind of um comparisonitis a little bit you know yeah and um and yeah. I do think social media can make that harder and at some point, I do think you just go, like, I've got a bunch of exciting things happening, and I'm just going to do those things. But it is hard with social media, that that FOMO and that feeling of, like, lacking and, like, well, I'm not doing that and that and that and that and that and that, you know, and all yeah. those other things. So. But there
1: is like the joy, Mo, of it all, the joy of missing out. Like when I do, because I'm so glad I don't have a
0: Kickstarter to think about. I
1: know, same here, because (laughs) in the same moment that I'm like, yes, let's do it. And I will go shiny object, full force into it. And about, you know, 24 hours after. Making it, I've made the statement. I've done the announcement. I'm going to do the things. Then I'm like, what have I done? <laughs> like, what if I, what I've just like reacted, <laughs> like had just done this thing. But yeah, like having, I'd rather miss out at this point and just kind of be more into it and focus on my projects and the things that I'm working on because a lot of it for me too has come down to this is a year of mental health for me in a way of like looking at what didn't work last year. And making it work and be sustainable this year because I want longevity. I want longevity. And I still want to do social media. I still want to do writing. I still want to do these things, but I want to be
0: doing it smart and at a really mm-hmm. nice pace. Not yeah, sustainably. Stuff. I mean, this is this is how I kind of came into this deep dive around the effects of social media and mental health because I liked being on social media. It was good for my business, obviously, to be on social media. And um, but I was ha- I was struggling massively with it when I started off because I didn't have any boundaries. I didn't have any sense of like where when to like say no to things or when to, you know, like not draw a line and you're just kind of bearing witness to everybody's like trauma constantly and things yeah. because you feel like you need to. Um like that's doing anything for anyone. And um you know it just is like it you get to a point where you can get so riled up. And especially I think as introverts, you know, like especially a lot of us creatives, we don't handle attention <laughs> <No>. like <laughs> you know having thousands of people Uh, commenting on your videos or watching the things that you're doing or interacting with you, even when it's positive can be like very overwhelming if you're not prepared for it and you don't have some like healthy boundaries in place and know how to deal with like negative comments or like people who, you know, like even when it's all positive, it's kind of overwhelming. But then you get like negative comments and things too. Sometimes you can't get away from uh, people's opinions of you, even if you really try to stay out of those spaces, yeah. you know. So yeah. it's it's kind of like this minefield if you're not prepared for it. If you don't have like a good friend group who you can talk to about it, talk to about how social media is making you feel, or journaling, or you know, like have some sort of positive mindset strategies in place. Yeah, um, it can definitely like I was like. Kind of like having panic attacks and on the verge of tears constantly, and just being like, "I want to be doing this. I like doing this, but I this is i do not how I want to feel doing this. I'm going, and from then on, it was all about like sustainability. Like, how can I keep being on social media in a way that doesn't burn me out and doesn't make me feel like this? Like, because this is yeah. this it can't keep going the way it is. And from then on, I was like on a mission, on a quest to find better strategies for myself and to be really strict with myself about not like indulging in those like negative mental health habits, because I knew how quickly I could just kind of backslide into bad mental health spaces with social media if I wasn't like on top of it, you know? Yeah. Now
1: that scene, that's when you know, you know, because then it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you can see it coming, or you know that it could happen. So you put into place those boundaries around you. It's like a being padded to take care. It's like, seven o'clock at night, I try to put my phone on the coffee table. I take my foot usually and kick it across the table. So I really have to, I get lazy after seven. I will Mm. then have to
0: sit up and do a crunch to like reach over to get the phone, like be physical. Mm. (laughs) There was this fascinating study talking about like putting your phone aside um, that showed that how you behave on social media follows you outside of the time you're on your phone. So- Mm. They took people who were generally very optimistic and not very like negative online and they gave them like these kind of um, uh, outragey, inciting sort of comments about things that they knew would be very popular yeah. and get a lot of attention and had them, I think it was on Twitter that they did this, had them tweet it and they started getting more attention for these things um, and so then over the course of like several weeks, they on their own started creating more and more of this kind of hot take content to get more attention, to get more views. They started being more prone to outrage in their social media. And then they came back after like a certain amount of time and and studied how they were outside of their phone, like with their family at work and things like that. And they were much more prone to outrage in their family relationships, in their workspace than they were prior to this experiment. So what it was showing was how you are showing up online is how it affects how you treat people outside of it. So if you're taking in a lot of very like aggressive content, very like vitriolic content, like a lot of like that sort of stuff, that you can't turn it off when you put your phone down. Like it comes with you and it, and it, it starts oh. to manifest in your relationships. Uh, so it's very important to like bear that in mind. If you think like, well, I can be like, I can kind of be a troll online and I can turn right. it off at the end of the day, or yeah. I can, I can be this way, but then like stop being that way, you know, but like the stuff you consume and the stuff you put out is going to, manifest itself in the rest of your life as well even if you very consciously try not to so it's just very important (laughs) that you're making content that and and consuming content that aligns with how you want to show up in your life and everywhere else you know in the world so keep that in mind you know
1: Oh, I think that's the perfect spot to end this today. Um, and you guys, we're we have a be- lot
0: more to say about this, which is why we're going to be doing a lot more cool things around this yes. topic in the future. But it I, it was a good starter into the world of mental yes. health and social media. And yeah, and I would love to know other people's thoughts on this. And okay. to anyone listening right now, if they want to email us or comment on YouTube um, about how social media has affected them and their mental health and anything that they've gone through with it, anything they've noticed or are aware of. Um, yeah, that would be really fascinating to hear.
1: Yeah. And there's something that you had mentioned at the top of the episode and these, uh, two links that I have, we'll make sure that we have them in the show notes. Um, if you can hear this noise behind me, my dog is making a <laughs> in, um, and, um his beanbag. My husband threw the beanbag in
0: here He's just he just like <laughs> dogs are very good for our mental health.
1: <laughs> he's he's out, like he makes me laugh every day. He's one like, of when, our strategies. Yeah, it's like if you've got cats or dogs and you're having a hard day, especially with social media, go hug them, hug your family. Um, but we will put some links down in the show notes and see if we can find some other information just to share with you. But just I think that definitely remember like go back and listen to this again. Listen to some of the points that. Mm-hmm. AK has brought up you guys. I mean, it's,
0: and we will, we'll and be back a lot carrying more it of around in the back of your mind is a thought to be aware of, like, as you're going about day to day, posting content online and things, just have it, have it floating around there. See what you notice, you know, and I feel like this is a conversation we're going to start having more and more. And it's yeah. something that um, I want people to start being like more conscious of in themselves.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I have a feeling that we We know that we have a lot more coming, everybody listening. So just know that every month you'll definitely be getting some type of a conversation about mental health from us. Mm -hmm. Um, And next month, we're hoping to have a special guest on here with us. So
0: yeah, very excited. Yes, that's us. All right. Well, we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us on the Sustainable Socials podcast. If you'd like even more social media and marketing support, mini coaching, one-on-one coaching, and a private online community, you can join us at patreon.com slash sustainable And
1: we'll see you next time.